Hey love, thanks for tuning in today. Are you or someone you care about stuck in the struggles of divorce, feeling heartbroken, lonely, or simply lost in life? Well, have no fear, the Joy Ride Experience is here. A 16-week women's growth group to heal heartbreak and reclaim joy after divorce. Join this tight-knit community because you deserve to be seen, heard, and healed with other women who just get it. Joyride is complete with an all-inclusive transformational toolbox, including both one-to-one and group coaching sessions, weekly growth modules, workbooks, and custom integration practices to implement in your daily life. I'm on a mission to empower women to become relentless about choosing and using joy to design the life they truly desire. I saved a seat on the best life bus and it's time to snag a spot. Simply visit joyfullydivorce.com today to book a free joy ride session and make sure it's a fit for you. We're enrolling now for the August through December 2022 session. All right, it's time to start this joy jam. Join me now. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B. And on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today, we have a solo jam. I haven't done a solo jam in quite some time. And I decided that there is a phrase and a topic that I cannot resist sharing with you. It is a phrase that I have been using for the past, I would say, three and a half, almost four years. And it has significantly, significantly changed my life. Now, I will tell you this in advance. It is a choice to view things in a way that serves you. It is a choice to make perspective an active part of your daily practice because there are so many different ways that we can look at the same situation. We can look at the same situation so differently. Think about it like putting on a different pair of sunglasses or glasses in general, right? And when we put on a different shade of sunglasses, maybe some is tinted, maybe it's mirrored, maybe it's colored, maybe it's rosy, maybe it's a different shape or whatnot. Life around you literally begins to look different. And what I can tell you from experience is when things look different, they also begin to feel different. And when things feel different, everything around you has the potential to change. Now it can change in the direction of where you want your life to grow and go, or it can change in the direction that you don't really want it to go or grow because what we focus on expands. And I say this so often, but it took me a while to allow this phrase that I'm about to share with you to really sink in and settle in. So this phrase I learned from a mentor of mine, like I said, about three and a half years ago. And at first I really wanted to reject it. And I'll share why in a second here. 
But the phrase that I was gifted that has changed so much for me is quite simple. And I want you to grab a pen or a pencil. And if you don't have one, just come back to this. The phrase is, everything is happening for me in perfect timing. Everything is happening for me in perfect timing. Now, you may feel a little bit of resistance or want to roll your eyes or say like, I've heard this one before, easier said than done, but really it is as easy as it sounds. It's easy when we choose to shift our beliefs and we choose things that actually support the direction that we want to go in, that we want to grow in. So everything is happening for me in perfect timing. Now, why this is so important is because when we get down and out, when we feel that thunked up type of a feeling, and maybe you're stuck in the spiral of sadness or grief or frustration, it's really hard for us to operate from those spaces and places because our body literally feels so much contraction and our mind literally feels so cloudy and so congested because we're moving a million miles a minute. So the first thing that we want to do is get our body on board. We always want to get our body on board. And what I mean by that is we want to slow down, slow our heart rate down. Oftentimes you've heard me speak about breath work that I practice with many of my clients. And that's really just taking deep breaths in through the nose out through the mouth. Take a few here with me in through the nose. Slowing down out through the mouth. One more in through the nose. Out through the mouth. Just begin to notice with a slower pace. And a softer voice and a softer way of being what becomes available to you. And it's in this place and this space in just a few moments that we can shift out of the chaos and into the centered part of our soul and then invite this beautiful phrase, everything is happening for me in perfect timing. If you don't like the word perfect, you can say everything is happening for me in my timing because it truly is yours. It truly, truly is yours. And like I said, choosing to believe this phrase has significantly, significantly changed my life instantly and throughout the longevity of things. Now, this phrase may sound similar to you because something that I used to say that I realize now actually doesn't work very well for me. Maybe it does for you and keep it if it does. But what I realized is there was a phrase that caught on a long, 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 long time ago that many of us use. And particularly when we're going through a tough time, you may have a friend or a family member or a loved one or maybe even a coach or a mentor or a therapist that says, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. Well, I can tell you that I wanted to believe that phrase 
everything happens for a reason. But there were so many times where I was going through tough stuff where I was like, bullshit. That's bullshit. I didn't want to believe that everything happens for a reason. Really? Why does it, why does that happen? Why do people get cancer? Why do people get divorced? Why do people uh, die in their sleep? You know, like why, do, why? What's the reason behind that? And it would make me like so angry and so frustrated. Maybe even saying this phrase kicks up or triggers up or activates up some things in your own life that you're like, really? I mean, like that had to happen for a reason. So here's why I say that my phrase, everything happened is happening for me in my timing and perfect timing is different than everything happens for a reason. And I'll just use my uppity voice for that one, right? The reason why I think that version gets stuck and leaves us feeling maybe frustrated at times is because there's a why addiction attached to it. And what I mean by that is because the word reason is in that phrase, everything happens for a reason, we get stuck asking questions that keep us in the spiral. We get stuck in this why addiction, ruminating on what coulda, shoulda, woulda, if this, then that type of scenario. But what if we don't have to know the reason? What if there isn't a reason? What if we don't have to know why? What if the only thing we need to know is whatever it is at the time and whatever it's allowing us to feel is simply happening for us, right? So let's drop the reason. Let's drop the reason and just realize that whatever we're moving through, number one is temporary. And that's also another thing that you will, ha you will have to choose is to believe that this moment of tough stuff is temporary. If we can get back into the mindset of the amazing things in our life are temporary and the horrible feeling things in our life are temporary, we can find ourselves in this neutral space of forward motion without getting stuck on the high highs and the low lows. But we know, realize now that we can feel everything in between and continue to move forward because this in this moment, even the tough stuff is happening for me in perfect timing. And really, really, we don't have to know why. We just get to feel at ease knowing that whatever it is that you're going through is creating another opportunity that is meant for you. It's creating an opportunity for a lesson. It's creating an opportunity for a new chapter or season in your life that may not have been an opportunity or experience had you not experienced what you're moving through right now. Maybe. It's happening for you in perfect timing because it's creating a connection or allowing you to have contact with someone that you may not have otherwise had contact with or cultivating a relationship that you don't even realize is in the future going to up-level your life. And even though we can't 
see it right now, right in front of us. If we choose to believe that all moments in our life, even the tough ones are a part of our perfect path, we are winning even in the tough times. I've realized how much perspective and meaning have influenced my present moment and next steps. What I mean by that is when you're moving through life and you hit a road bump, you have the opportunity to choose to be paralyzed in your path or choose to be powerful and empowered on your path. You can choose that simply by deciding on which perspective you're going to take. We are meaning-making machines. Meaning-making machines. We love to try to assume that we know what other people are thinking just by what the way that they may or may not look at us, the type of communication they may or may not give us, um, the type of connection someone may or may not have with us. We, we like to make meaning out of things that don't deserve meaning out of them. And then we spiral. So if we choose to believe that everything is happening for us in perfect timing, we shift from that paralyzed path to the powerful or empowered path. I heard a speaker the other day use this phrase. I believe it was Marie Forleo. And she said, she loves using the phrase, you win or you learn because you're not a loser. So you don't win or you lose. You win or you learn. You're not a loser. Don't practice that belief. Isn't that beautiful? How empowering is it? Going back to our number one phrase, everything is happening for me in perfect timing to realize that Whatever this is, whatever it is that you're moving through, you're either winning at it or you're learning with it, but you're never losing because it's happening for you. And really, this is such an empowered mindset state. And I believe in body-based shifts and really dealing with our emotions at a core vibrational level, at a cellular level. And I also believe that a splash of mindset work with some key powerful phrases such as this one can literally change your life and what you're looking at every single day. It's either victim mentality or moving forward mentality. And this is a point in time if you're moving through the tough stuff, you can remind yourself. This phrase reminds you that this is a point in time leading you to something else. It's like there's this huge map with a bunch of little tick marks on it, a bunch of little dots, this little trail of your life, a little breadcrumb trail of your life, right? And all of it has to happen, gets to happen because those little breadcrumbs are leading you to something else. They're leading you to what's next. Now, I'll share some personal stuff from this. For example, looking back, I remember thinking like, wow, if I had worked, if it, if it at all had worked 
out the way that I wanted it to, I wouldn't have had the life that I have now. Like I wouldn't have realized the things that I realized about myself. I wouldn't have made the shifts and changes that I've made. I wouldn't have created the version of myself and the life that I'm sitting in right now. I wouldn't have become this or that or had these opportunities where I've up-leveled my life multiple times in my career path, in my relationship path, in so many different areas of my life. If I would have just kept trying to force my way in a different direction rather than accepting the fact that there are going to be bumps and bruises along the way and they are actually giving you, leading you to what is for you in perfect timing. Okay, let's quick 20 second timeout to talk about an amazing free resource for you or someone you know who's feeling sick and tired of crying on the bathroom floor drained from divorce. I get it. I stayed stuck in the struggle bus for far too long because I didn't know what to do next. It's time to get up off that bathroom floor and hit the reboot button to start moving forward. Simply share or visit joyfullydivorce.com today to download the free What Now workbook. It's a blueprint that outlines the six simple steps to starting fresh. I've taken the guesswork out of what's next because we all deserve to design the life we truly desire. Now let's get back to the show. Ooh, that was a lot. Take a deep breath with me. This was a long way to say that your pain has a purpose. Even if you cannot see it right now, most of the time, that purpose and that pain is delayed. We have to feel the pain deeply in order to create change and expansion that guides us down the path where our purpose is is at. Where our per- what our purpose is on. It's on this path that you're on right now. Stop resisting the pain. Stop resisting the tough stuff. That tough stuff is the grit that you need for your great. That tough stuff is the grit that you need for your great. So when things are great, I want you to celebrate a little bit. And don't skip this part. We're really, 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 really good about feeling crappy when things are going poorly. We'll sit in there for a really long time. Oh my gosh. It's well, it's like sitting in a bathtub until you get super, super wrinkly. We will sit in the shit when things are going poorly. We'll cry about it for far too long. And yes, you should cry about it. Yes, you should be mad about it. Yes, you can go through the stages of grief. It's great for you. But don't get stuck there. Don't get stuck there. When things are going poorly, cry about it. Thrash about it. Scream about it for a little bit. When things are great, celebrate it. Bring out the confetti. Scream it to the rooftops. Tell everybody, celebrate a bit. But the key is, no matter how things are going, get into gratitude a lot. If we can get into the habit of realizing that everything is temporary, and that's a beautiful thing, we can get into gratitude for the celebrations, for the great stuff. And here's the key, lean in, 
we can get into gratitude for the tough stuff. When we're at our lowest of lows, those moments where you're not crying on the bathroom floor in the fetal position, just life is not feeling it right now. You can still get into gratitude when you start practicing celebrating a little bit and being sad a little bit and everything in between. The things that happened that I was so upset about in the past totally changed the course of my life. And maybe you can relate to some of these. I'm going to give you an example, a lot of examples here. How many of us have gone through a high school heartbreak? Oh boy, does it feel like the end of the world. Oh my soul. I'm not going to name names, but there are a few hearts I know I've broken and there are a few hearts who have broke mine back in high school. But I tell you what, those heartbreaks after a long time of being sad about it, right? I thought I was, I literally thought I was going to marry every single guy in that I met through high school, throughout high school. But each one taught me a little bit more about myself, taught me a little bit more about how to be resilient and bounce back faster after heartbreak. If we only ever go through one heartbreak, our resiliency is at a low. Like that's where we can find gratitude. If you're really going through heartbreak and heartache and heartbreak right now, get into gratitude for that heartache and heartbreak, because I promise you it's something that you have expanded yourself into. That when it happens again, because you will get your heart broken many times in life, if you haven't already, hold on, buckle up and you can handle it. I promise you. But those high school heartbreaks led me to other, other partners, so many different things. The, in high school, I also had a disappointing time. I don't know if any of you were in sports or in extracurricular activities where maybe you had to try out for something or be a part of a team or um, um, whatever it was. But I remember I was big into cheerleading, competitive cheerleading. Our team was one of the best in our area, always ranked top two and went on to win medals and trophies and so many fun things. And that really became a huge part of my social circle and my life and my identity. And I remember my senior year, um, the coach that I had was making some tough decisions and without going into it too deep, maybe you've had the, had the heartbreak or disappointment in your high school um, ex- extracurriculars where the coach made a choice like that was really tough on you. And she made some choices that were really tough on me that I didn't agree with. And I could no longer allow myself as much as I had all, almost all my friends on that team. I was so disappointed in the way that our coach handled some situations that I just couldn't continue to be a part of something with those types of values and that way of being. I felt really disrespected. And so I had to make that tough choice and my heart was broken. I felt like I distanced from friends and all these things, but it taught me so many incredible memories and so many incredible lessons and led to totally different opportunities. After I quit cheerleading, Um, I made the team and 
that same day I quit the team. I guess I had to prove to myself that I could still make it. And then I just wanted to let her know that she couldn't have me. I was a pretty good cheerleader. Um, and then I left and it led me to theater. It led me to a different version of me that got to be silly and got to be at, at center stage and got to still use so much of my voice. Um, I was really into singing and playing piano and I've always really loved theater, but I never really gave it a go because cheerleading took up my whole life. And so my senior year, I, I got to meet a whole new batch of new friends and other uh, more different relationships in my life, uh, romantic relationships and friendships, and got to express myself in different ways. So that disappointment led to something great. I remember another example was once I went to college, my senior year, I had I had packed on more than the freshman 15. And I wasn't feeling so good about myself, even though I was with my long-term boyfriend at the time. You know, things felt good in that area. I didn't feel good about myself. But you know what? That weight led me to one of the coolest opportunities that I've ever had in my life. And that was it led me to a running group. Now, I hated running. Okay, you guys, I never ran at all. Even when we had to run in cheerleading, I was like, oh, out of breath. Oh, I hate running. But for whatever reason, I wanted to get the pounds off. And I always saw people running and they looked so happy and they looked so fit. And so I joined a running group. And that running group led to amazing relationships. Some of my favorite, favorite friendships and deep connection that I've ever had in my life led me to half marathons and marathons. And those things allowed me to see the world in a way that I've never seen the world before. I would sign up for races in different states. We would get access to really cool things that uh, you couldn't have access to if you were on a bike or in a car. It was just a really beautiful time in my life. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't gain a bunch of weight in college. What I'm trying to say is, as you can see, everything leads to something else. They're all just points on the path. I'll give you a couple more examples because I think they're really important. And maybe you can relate to these. My first job out of college, I was at for a total of maybe three or four years. And about the third or fourth year, I was starting to climb the ladder and get promoted and work on different teams. And it, it was a really exciting time in, in the company. I got to travel a lot. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was invited into my new boss's um, office. Just a random Tuesday at nine o'clock. And I had never had a meeting with this boss before. And so I was so excited and I went in there and I was smiling and I was so happy and he turned around in his chair and he was really sad looking. And he said, I'm so sorry, Heidi, but we have to lay you off. And I'm like, oh, what? I had no clue that the company was going through massive downsizing because it had been acquired by another company. I didn't even know what a layoff was. I was like, am I fired? What's happening? And he just said, you need to pack up your things and, and leave now. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, what now? This is, this is my only job. I don't know how to do anything else. And where am I going to go now? What am I going to do? I'm not going to get hired. It was just, in, it was in a tizzy. Remember I went to my older sister's house and my niece had just been born. She was maybe 
one and a half months old. And I showed up at her door crying and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And uh, she kept me company and reassured me. My sister's in HR and she's very good at what she does. And she assured me that there would be other opportunities and it's going to be okay. And, and this is layoffs happen and all the things. Um, and she was right. She was right. That layoff led to my dream career. After that layoff, I was headhunted. I didn't even know what a headhunter was at the time. And that's when somebody finds your resume online and, and they invite you in for a job interview. I got invited into this amazing company where I spent the next, gosh, how long did I spend there? Over 10 years. And I went from doing like little teeny tiny road shows and, and some trade shows and kind of, um, you know, just, I wasn't like top, top of the tippy top to climbing the corporate ladder at this huge company, million dollar events. And they were luxury incentive trips, like going to Africa and the Mediterranean and Rome and all these places I couldn't have ever possibly dreamed of in my life. 22, 23 years old, traveling the world on private jets, on yachts, and planning these dream trips for people and, and getting to experience it experience it myself. I created massive, massive connections that would later lead me to more than I could have ever imagined. That layoff in my career led me to another opportunity that was even better than I could have imagined. And what I didn't know then is actually that layoff and shifting into my dream career led me to the dream relationship that I have now because I met my now partner way, 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 way back when I was doing incentive trips and he was working on them like occasionally. And I saw, I met him, I met him 12 years before we even reconnected and knew that we had feelings for each other because at the time I was married. And so he's a good guy and he didn't approach me ever. Um, and now here we are. And that leads me to marrying my ex-husband. When I got married, I, I was so deeply in love. My, I married my best friend. Truthfully, I truthfully, truthfully married my best friend. And that marriage led me to my first home, doing married life, moving from Michigan to California. That marriage taught me so much about being in a long-term relationship and taught me so many lessons that I didn't even realize I would use later in life. That was a beautiful relationship. And a huge one was moving to California. If I had never gotten married to this man, we would have never, I would have never moved to California because it was really hard for me to leave my family, leave my friends, leave the no, leave all of the knowns. But moving, getting married, and then his job leading us to California allowed me to have new experiences, new friendships, a new way of living, a new way of looking at life. I had never lived in the big city before. I, I'd also never lived on a beach before. I, I'd never really parallel my 
parallel parked my car before and now I'm really good at it. I never learned how to live without my trusted circle of family and friends. But what happened in moving to California was I lost my dream job. I lost it. But no sooner did I land in California where once again, I gained an even more incredible dream job. So I got a job as an events manager. I got promoted to a bigger job where I was in charge of a whole team of event managers. I also got the opportunity to become a personal trainer and get certified and start an online training business in California. I trained people on the beach. It was so cool. And then another big life change, another big life change, but let's use, let's use the statement I taught you in the beginning. Everything is happening for me in perfect timing. Can you see how everything has led to another, all these breadcrumbs leading me to, then it led me to divorce. And at the time I really didn't want to say everything is happening for me in perfect timing because it was the most devastating thing that had ever happened in my life. But looking back now, I can tell you that my divorce happened in perfect timing. My divorce helped me heal my deep wounds of body image and self-love image. It helped me find my true self. And I did a deep, deep dive. I did a life audit on myself, started from ground zero and really built the version of me that I wanted to be. I took ownership over my life for the first time ever and stopped relying on my partner and people outside of me to be responsible for my emotional well-being. I finally did that for myself. I really, really learned how to love myself and put myself as number one. I showed up to life differently. And after quite some time, I met my now partner. And what happened next? I moved from California back to Ohio, which led me to leaving my luxury event career and doing my coaching business. Where now I just get to serve such amazing souls with deep, meaningful connection to help them find themselves. But none of those things would have happened if I didn't get divorced. I know that to be true. So the moral of the story is really asking ourselves, what can I do with this? This being like wherever you're at in your life right now, if it doesn't feel great, what can I do with this? What can I learn from this? What can I love from this? How can I grow with this? What can I gain with this? How can I find gratitude in this? And all the while telling yourself that this is leading me to something else. And it's okay if you can't get there right now. But remind yourself it's happening for you and allowing something to fall into place for you somewhere in your journey that you can't see now. I choose to believe, I choose, choose, choose to believe is a really important statement. You always want to pick something that serves the version of you that you want to be in the life you want to live. So I choose to believe 
I want you to ask yourself these questions when you're in that funked up space. What am I choosing to make true about this moment? What am I choosing to make true and believe about this moment? And that right there is a perspective shift. You can ask yourself, what meaning am I choosing to make out of this? What energy am I choosing to give this? So often we rob ourselves. We give our energy to people and things that do not do anything with it. Don't give your energy to people and things that don't deserve it. And lastly, what energy am I choosing to attach to this? It's not just about what energy you're giving out or taking in from others. It's also what energy are you choosing to attach to an experience that you're having? And we can choose to believe that everything is happening for me in perfect timing. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. I would love, love, love to hear your comments. So don't forget to connect with me on Instagram. And we're coming up on our 100th episode next week. I cannot even believe it. It's been almost two years that Cup of Joy, the podcast has been running. And I just want to thank all of you for listening, for tuning in. If there are topics that you want to hear on Cup of Joy, the podcast for our 100th episode or moving forward, please make sure you DM me, direct message me at joyfully be on Instagram. That's the best way to get your, um, questions or topics. If you've got some hot topics, drop them in there, or you can email us at joyfullydivorced at gmail.com. Have a beautiful day. Go out into the world, shine your light bright and love yourself healthy. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own Junk to Joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon!